0: Hi, I'm Brian Levy. I am the um, host of Manchester Living Podcast, and I'm really excited about today's show. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to help people navigate the crazy maze of elder care. Um, on the last show, I mentioned there's a lexicon of terms on our website, manchesterliving.com. Please check it out. Um, and also, I'd like to get started today with a new and noteworthy a clip of a video that a caregiver of ours at Cambridge caregivers took of a client driving. So if we could cue that, please.
1: She thinks that something is gonna happen. Oh no, she's running the light. She's running the light. No, 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 no. There's cars coming. Oh my God, no.
0: That is something that really happened here in Dallas, Texas, and um, it's a real hot point for me. And I want you to know it is okay to take the keys away from mom and dad. There's liability. There's lives at stake. There's a legacy. And there's also a, life, um, a lifelong um, of guilt if, if your loved one hits someone. Um, reasons why people don't want to take the keys away is inheritance legacy and they don't want to upset the apple cart so um, there's plenty of ways to skin the cat if you don't want to take the keys away from mom and dad call clergy call a social worker call the police call the fireman or call me i've done it before and i'm happy to do it again but um, that is a great example of why you take the keys away from mom and dad even when you think they're okay to be driving they may not be Let's jump right in. Today's topic is communicating with people with dementia and I'm excited to have my guest Sandy Greenberg. Um, Been with Scottish Rite Hospital for 19 years as a registered nurse and recently as of a little over a year ago you're now the Director of Nursing for Manchester Living. And Brian Harmon, a physical therapist and business owner of Nexus Home Care. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thank for being here. Thank you. Um, let's jump right in. Tell me um, tell me a little bit about communicating with the elderly. What are some of the pros and cons, or do's and don'ts, if you will? Sandy?
1: Just speaking to them on a one-on-one basis, touching them, grabbing their hand, and holding it gently. Eye contact is huge. I mean, it just makes a huge difference if you just can look into their eyes and really speak to them. Great. Grab
2: I think one of the things, now is, and, and this has always been an issue from before, but especially now with coronavirus and we're all masked up, mm-hmm. it's really important to kind of sit knee to knee and face them, you know, they're, and, and use nonverbal cues. You know, a lot of times... Um, with an older population they've learned how to read lips and so now with the mask on they don't have the ability to, to do that and so using hand gestures those kind of things speaking slowly clearly I find that I overly enunciate all of my words when I'm speaking through a mask and I'm a little bit louder um, to help them do that the other thing too is make sure that the the words that you're saying are short and concise they're not like these long paragraphs uh, you know I tend to be a little more verbose and so I had to be really conscious when with clients that you know keep the commands keep the conversation short so they can understand
0: what you're saying and limit distractions as well yes talked about turn the tv off turn the tv off yeah don't cook and talk to mom at the same time right sure and i always say
1: you want to know like which ear they hear better out of and always just focus on speaking to them where they can understand you most clearly
0: sure so being a nurse at in our care homes Mm -hmm. give me some examples of ways that you communicate with the residents one-on-one that work best
1: okay um that's it's such a pleasant thing to do. I mean again, I, like Brian said, getting on their eye level. I'm constantly, you know, squatting down just so I can see them face to face, touching their hand as you're talking to them. You can you can automatically feel them just kind of relax with a human touch. Um, looking looking them right in the eyes when you speak to them I never ever want to w- come up from someone behind you always want to come from the front because they do get startled very very easily and that can totally set them to a different mode of, of how they feel yeah when that's great speaking yeah. To them.
0: so it's, it's almost um, in a way it's almost manipulative the way you communicate with mm-hmm. somebody with dementia and um, giving them choices instead of saying um, what do you want to wear today yeah. Give them choices. Do you want to wear the green shirt or the orange shirt? Right. Much like you Absolutely. would with the top. It's more of right. just, le- I wouldn't see this
2: manipulation. It's more leading. right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're you. You're going to ask a little more leading questions because sure. the implication of that is you're going to get a shirt on. Is it going to be the green one or the blue one? Right. 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 And, yeah. you d- and
1: you don't want to argue with them. Right. I mean, you definitely do not want to argue. We, we had a resident the other day in a pair of shorts. And they, I asked the caregiver, and she said, "That's what he wanted to wear." Oh. So I, you know, that's good for him. That's you, a,
0: know what? <laughs> you know, it works for them, right? Yeah, he was,
1: he was comfortable, and and it, they had completely avoided any conflict. Sure.
2: That's a great point about not arguing. Mm-hmm. The other thing with, especially with cognitive decline, with some of our senior patients or residents, is you kind of have to live in their world. You know, if, they, if they've got a, if world. they've got like a narrative that they're believing, mm-hmm. it, it serves you a purpose to try to argue mm-hmm. that that's not reality, right. right? So we had this guy that we used to work with, and he was a very um, influential engineer and he was in the process of writing a book and this guy was in his late 80s had Parkinson's had pretty significant cognitive decline but he was convinced that he was writing a book every day so you know what we did we had paper we had pens and let him kind of believe the narrative now he never picked the pen up to write anything but he needed to understand from us that we agreed and we believed his worldview mm-hmm. that he was a writer he was an author and that helped to create an a um, a relationship with him where when we needed him to be able to do things or or uh, communicate with or follow instructions from the nurse or the therapist, he was willing to comply because we met him where he was. Absolutely. Versus arguing and saying, you're mm-hmm. not really a writer. Right, right exactly. exactly. You know? right.
1: I, I, preach that daily yeah. to enter their world for yeah. our caregivers yeah. you know just and they'll say to me but that's not what he's doing now and I'll explain it's okay yeah you know enter their world they will feel so much better he's and going to the concert tonight person. right he, he
0: really is going. <laughs> you know, to I the mean if yeah. he thinks his yes. wife is there and he'll yeah. wake
1: up in five minutes okay that's right. you know but then guess what five minutes later he'll that's be right. on to something yeah.
0: else we so. had a resident um who always thought she was going home back to New York
1: yeah I remember
0: this. and in the afternoon and every afternoon she'd bring her suitcase and she would sit in the same chair in the living room and wait for the bus right And we would all tell her that, you know, the bus is coming, the bus is coming. And after a while, it was time to go back to her room. Yep and she and how ineffective would that be if you try to convince her she wasn't going to be? imagine how upset she would be
2: how just flustered it would upset the Mm -hmm. staff like the whole thing just spirals out of control just go with it if you're not Mm -hmm. yeah just Just go go with it it. it's not so i think this this is we have a a mother a grandmother who's got alzheimer's and so my parents felt initially felt bad lying to her like this mom's not lying it's not manipulation it's not lying you're playing Mm make-believe with your mom To help make the transition easier that's all this is it's not lying it's you're just trying to help her see through you're trying to see through her lens to help get her where she needs to get to sure
0: people with dementia get agitated very easily and if you can just it's the kiss it's the kiss theory Mm -hmm. keep it simple stupid Mm -hmm. just keep it simple I read recently where instead of instead of saying hi mom it's it's Brian Uh, Don't use titles. Not, hey, mom, it's Brian, your son. Hey, mom, it's Brian. Just leave it at that, Mm -hmm. keep it real simple.
1: And if they want to know more, they will ask you. Because I will have residents say, you know, who are you? And I'll say, my name is Sandy. And then they'll say, are you the nurse? So that some of them will have a memory of that and some won't. But I don't ever just put out there, I'm Sandy the nurse, you know. Right. So.
0: I had a client in my car the other day. I was taking her to get a vaccination. And she's still cognitively <laughs> understanding her disease. Yeah. And we had absolutely the most fun. She kept saying, am I, am I repeating myself? Am I asking you the same questions? And I said, yes, but it doesn't bother me. If it doesn't bother you, that I give you different answers. And we laughed and we just had a good time with yeah. it. It depends on what stage of the right. De- right. disease they're in, right. but right. you've just got to make light mm-hmm. and, and, and add humor. So, um, And you know, having
1: a good understanding of what stage they're in is very important. Sure. Absolutely. And, and family members. From a
0: nurse standpoint, mm-hmm. give, speak a little bit about those different stages and how family members can help. Act and react. To right. The different I mean, it's, it's
1: um, you know the beginning stages. It's you know memory loss, confusion, misplacing things. But as it continues to progress, then you get more physical involvement, more cognitive involvement, involvement, and you just have to basically keep up with it. I always tell family members, you know, be on different websites that you know are Alzheimer-related websites and dementia. Re- I'll give them recommendations of books to read um you know just so they can continue to understand that this disease does progress and for Susie it may progress over years but for Joey it may progress in 5 months sure. so you really have to just be on top of it and and get to know what's going on in
0: their minds Brian you walk into a lot of scenarios where you may not have a heads up you may right. just you're home health and you're assigned to this a client and you walk in how do you how do you assess and what's your reaction to an immediate well, usually
2: I have somewhat of a heads up from either the doctor or the community that we're working mm-hmm. with. And so I'll go talk with you know Sandy at the, as the director of nursing or whatever and kind of get an idea of what we're actually looking for. So that gives me quite a bit of um, information moving, going into it so you kind of know – um, what to expect? You know, how much um, will they be able to retain? Can they follow instructions? Those kind of things. There are some tests, by the way. Um, you know, there's some basic ones like the slums and the mini mental mm-hmm. that kind of do give you an idea of what their cognitive level is. There's also an interesting one that a lot of OTs are utilizing now, and I, I'm going to draw the. I think it's called the, it's the Allen Cognitive Test. Mm-hmm. If, have you guys heard of this one before? I have. Mm-hmm. So it's literally like a imagine like a piece of leather, I think it's leather, um, and you're you have them weave patterns like they're uh, like they're threading a needle. And based on how they do it, and I'm not an expert, I've just kind of vaguely seen it done. Um, that it presents a score, computes a score that tells you how much uh, memory retention they'll actually have, or. Um, or can they actually follow instructions? Do they have to be simple instructions. Can they follow complex instructions? And so those kind of things can be super helpful in determining long term, because that's what we do. We're not, we're not looking for, you know, how do I help you in the, in the interim you mm-hmm. know while I'm working with you? We're also looking at 6, 12, 18 months in the future. Yeah. How do we make sure that you have good systems around you? And so sometimes because of the cognitive level or because of the, the functional safety level, that, that requires other um, humans in the home. And so if you start to get an idea of where they are cognitively, then you can start planning or prepping for. What other kind of human assistance do we need to have because the
0: brain's just not able to function at a level to keep them safe? That's right. great.. Safety. Yeah. Sandy, you work with a lot of our residents at Manchester mm-hmm. care homes, but also the caregivers and the families. Mm-hmm. What's some advice you give the caregivers and families in interacting with their loved ones? With well, them? like
1: yeah. I, you know, like I said earlier, you know, just using proper language, proper eye contact. Um, you know, again, the touch, act, different act, different activities. For example, our caregivers, you know, every not our caregivers, any caregiver, you know, you want to you know have everyone sit around and play bingo, you know, but not everybody can play bingo, so they might be able to watch. So I'm really very interested in helping them learn how to find activities, and we're working on this, you know, one on one. So and so may want to take a ball of yarn and unravel it and roll it up. Whereas the next resident may actually want to work a puzzle, so we, uh, you know, just kind of finding out what their level is and what they're what they're capable of doing to feel good about themselves. Yeah, to meet is, them where they are is exactly what we are. What I recommend with families and our
0: caregivers. That's great, and, and mm-hmm. we talk about um you know people with dementia some are verbal and nonverbal mm-hmm. and even though you're nonverbal sitting at a table or in a den and 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 interacting just with your with your with your eyes mm-hmm. is still a way to socialize
1: right and I also like very, and um, feel very strongly about you know giving them hand massages, brushing their hair, all of that is interaction. So it's not just t- you know let's do an activity. You have to have this done. You know, let's play you know catch with the ball. I mean those are all great, and we encourage physical movement. But also just you know little little things like the little they love to get their nails done, their hands rubbed. When we give manicures, we'll say a spa day. The men are the first ones out.
0: Isn't that great <laughs> to get this done? <laughs> <So> that's great. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're rolling right out. So yeah. yeah it's, and it's I know
0: that thing. we and and and, and any. Scenario have a lot of uh, toys that they can touch and mm-hmm. play with and feel. We have dementia cats and One, we just ordered dogs and dogs. So dogs and cats. we are gonna have a <laughs> whole zoo at <laughs> Manchester. So this is news for me, right. What's a dementia oh dog or a cat? Oh my
1: gosh, let me explain this to you. So these are animals that are sensor. They 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 move by sense sensor. You know movement. So if you walk by the cat, it will freak you out the first time you do it. The cat exactly. meows. It moves its paws. It moves its head.
2: <laughs> so it's a robot.
1: Kind of a robotic kind animal. The, yeah, okay. but they're and the really cat furry. actually blinks. Yes. The, it's, a it, a, it's a little, like it, do they real move cat. at all? They move their yeah. paws a little bit. They're the head by, turns. By nice. the tail. And and so we just order dogs. So we're going to, we haven't nice. opened them yet. But, but it I'm is
0: Freaked me out at first. I, I, <laughs> when I, I first no, yeah, yeah, nobody told me that cat wasn't <laughs> real. But when you put a, a dementia cat on someone's lap, it's, it's a very effect. soothing. Very good. Strong so calming. when you have somebody okay. with dementia mm-hmm. and they're agitated. It's it's amazing mm-hmm. to put a. Cat so are in they their lab. are they labeled as like a dementia cat? That's like what you Google order that for, online. for on dementia Amazon cat. dementia no cat. Yeah. Okay. And, and also baby dolls.
1: Okay. We were very very big on, but the older women they really love to hold yeah. that baby. Yeah. So we also you know, yeah. fair, you know we're you know big dolls. on the baby dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. whatever wow. you can do to help them okay.
0: feel sensory, as you medical people would talk about, is is really important. Whether it's touch taste here. You know, um, I read recently about um, smell with people with dementia and find familiar smells, whether it's, you know, if somebody was a baker, you bake cupcakes.
2: There's a guy who is a, um, I think he's he's either the speed reader or he's, uh, he's one of these guys who remembers all of these digits, right? You give him a thousand digits and he can remember, and so um, in one of his classes or one of his lectures that I saw, um, he was talking about how the brain links the best way to create memories, or mm-hmm. recall memories, is to link to emotions. So he recommends, like if you're in college and you're studying for whatever, your calculus exam, if you are studying while you're cooking brownies or something that has a smell to mm-hmm. it, all of a sudden now you're linking an emotional hook into that memory. So to your point, I think that's why if you have those scent, those similar smells, mm-hmm. they're going to harken back to, I remember being in, in the kitchen with my kids cooking these things. So there's a That's where the, the smell comes in. They're It's all the emotional right. hook yeah. to a previous memory.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with yeah. that. Even like doing manicures for them, they smell the nail polish. Yeah. I've yeah. noticed that with some of our ladies, like, they'll smell it and go, oh, and I'm getting my nails done. I'm so excited. I mean, definitely yeah. triggers that that sense yeah, that's for cool. sure. Senses
0: yeah. are fascinating yeah. to me. They really yeah. are. They're yeah. interesting. Um, so the this brings us to a point of the show called the nugget and i'm excited to show you guys this video this woman uh, her name is marta gonzalez from valencia spain and i'll go ahead and cue the video and let you guys watch and then we'll talk about it That's a great example of how music is linked to emotion. And, you know, Sandy, we've talked about families Googling the top 20 hits of their loved one's arrows and playing music like that for them and just to get the reaction to get
1: so important so yes we we talk all the time about when I'm doing assessments I will I I will ask what is your favorite type of music what type of music do they listen to when they were younger if I was going to play something that would make them feel really good what would it be and they can give me all these examples I'm, I'm a big fan of headphones for distraction when they are being distracted by so many different things putting headphones on them and just playing whatever music it is that they love and they can Completely relaxed to that. Wow. That's yeah. big fan of music wow. for the residents for sure.
0: I will have the full video of Miss Martha um, at the end of the credits, so you can see the whole video. But I think um, I, that that right there just shows the link between music. She is completely nonverbal mm-hmm. and has full reaction, um, and it was at rote memory. Uh, of, yes it's, that's great yep. anyways alright guys it's lightning round this Uh-oh. is an opportunity for <laughs> the viewers to get to know Sandy and Brian are you ready?
1: no I'm yes
0: ready. <laughs> Brian who yes. would you play in your autobiographical movie? Oh my God, I didn't who would play one. me? Uh, who would play you? so my wife finds
2: Chris Evans Captain America very hot well you gotta so go with have after to right? him
0: yeah Sandy you're stranded on an island what book or album would you bring?
1: Rumors by Fleetwood Mac
0: very well, yeah. <laughs> Brian. Most influential person you are not related to.
2: Most influential person not related to. Wow. Um, goodness gracious. I would say I would say every year it probably changes. I would say right now, Dean Sullivan from Strategic Coach is a he's a high end um, entrepreneur coach. So I follow a lot of his stuff. I know you yes. talk about him yeah. often to me yeah. off here.
0: Uh, Sandy, early to bed or night owl early to bed early to bed brian COVID crazy or did you enjoy the isolation i'd say a mixture of both (laughs) yeah Yeah. crazy with the kids Uh isolation was kind of nice yeah fair enough yeah yeah Yeah. sandy (laughs) there's a roach in the house you kill it or save it
1: i have someone kill it you
0: have someone (laughs) kill it brian coke or pepsi coke sandy coke or pepsi coke duh
1: yeah
0: uh (laughs) flip-flops in an airplane From Florida? Absolutely. Never. Mm. Flip-flops everywhere.
1: Never. Disgusting. Never. (laughs) Disgusting.
0: Disgusting. Sandy, punctual or tardy offender?
1: Completely punctual.
0: Brian? Very punctual. Last one. If you came with a warning label, Sandy, what would it say?
1: That I sometimes say things that I shouldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Brian? Um, Gosh quick start but lack of follow through oh wow thanks for tuning in to the manchester living podcast if you are interested in listening to future shows feel free to tune in on facebook at manchester living podcast or online at manchester living or on itunes i appreciate your feedback i appreciate your show ideas i even appreciate the lady that gave me haircut advice so <laughs> it happens um in closing I've been in your seat. Please don't go back to Google. Just call me. I'm happy to help or guide you to a resource that can. Sandy, if people want to reach you, how can they reach out to you?
1: Sandy at ManchesterLiving.com.
0: Brian? Uh, My cell phone at 321-271-4052,
2: or you can reach me via email at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at NexusHomeHealthCare.com.
0: I want to thank you both for being here today. Thank it's you. an important topic, and I hope it was helpful to the viewers. And I know that we had a lot of fun. Really. We did. We yes, did. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Thank you.